I'm making my mark by showing young women that they can be anything and anyone at any given point. LaToya Anderson, a police officer and CEO of Nude Swim. On this episode, LaToya shares her story of overcoming barriers she faced in becoming a constable and how she uses moments of doubt to drive into her greatest accomplishments. Growing up, I always wanted to see more people who looked like me that were successful. Can I afford to take a risk to follow my dreams? We are excited to bring you the Make Your Mark podcast, hosted by philanthropist Kim Niles. The Make Your Mark podcast allows you to hear personal stories of resilience by professionals and public figures of color. Our guests unapologetically share their triumphs, lessons learned, and how they found balance in their experiences. Tune in to equip yourself with strategies and coping mechanisms on how to boldly make your mark. Subscribe and listen now. My name is LaToya Anderson. I'm 33 years old. Um, I was born in Jamaica, came to Canada when I was six years old. And um, at a very young age, I've always aspired to be in the law enforcement field. So I completed my university degree at Windsor Criminology and I minored in women's studies. Um, After I finished university, I applied to policing and I did not get in. And I was devastated. And it really took a hit on my self-esteem and it was like, okay, can I do it, right? Um, I didn't have a lot of support in terms of people telling me that I could do it, um, you know, because of my size. And it's just, you know, I feel like in the Black family or the Black community, that's not uh, a profession that is really encouraged. Mm-hmm. I worked um, security jobs and then I... I decided to apply to corrections. So I applied to corrections in Edmonton, Alberta, Mm -hmm. and they flew me out there. They did an orientation. They hired me on the spot. And then they gave me like a month to move just like that. So I literally flew back home, gave my my current job at the time notice and packed three suitcases, moved out to Edmonton, no friends, no family. At the time, actually, I was going through some turmoil with my family and I was exiting a relationship that was really, really toxic. So I felt like this was my opportunity to start over, right? Mm -hmm. This was my opportunity to go out to Edmonton, um, get some experience in corrections and build my resume and just build myself and gain that experience so that I can become a competitive candidate for policing because it's always been a really competitive um, career to get into. So I had this big vision. I was just like, okay, I'm going to go out to Edmonton. I'm going to spend three years there. I'm going to work. I'm going to pay off my student loans. I'm going to travel. I'm going to buy my house and I'm going to get into policing. And I remember everybody telling me, no, you're not going to come back. You know, you're going to get comfortable. And I was just like, no, I'm not. So I went out there worked like crazy worked overtime double shifts triple shifts i traveled with my friends i paid off my student loans i uh i bought my house prior to moving back and i got into policing it's everything that i've worked for and so for me um the journey has been so rewarding to know that you know there are so many 
things that were in my way. I did not get on the first time. Um, I did not pass my physical the first time. I had to train. I had to work hard. I had to move to Edmonton where I had no support system, no family, no friends in order to get to where I am today. And sometimes it takes you taking that step out of your comfort zone and taking that risk just so that you can reach your goals, right? Mm -hmm. And I've just learned that things aren't going to come to you. Like you have to go out and get it. And, you know, for the three and a half years that I was in Edmonton, it was very challenging, right? It's it's one thing to be able to pick up the phone and call your friends and or call your parents and, um, you know, get that support or, or vent, but it's 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 not the same to have somebody you know, right beside you where you can lean on their shoulder and talk to and have that companionship um, and that support just right there. So that was really, really difficult for me. And also, too, I mean, being a correctional officer is also a very challenging job, right? Um, you're surrounded by negativity, um, you know, when you go to work and um, it's just a very toxic environment, right? So you also have to be able to take care of yourself mentally and physically and, um, you know, just keep yourself grounded. To go back to when people um, were saying that, you know, you're going to get comfortable, you're, you're not going to want to come back and whatnot, whatnot. There were moments where I was getting comfortable, but I feel like every time I get comfortable in life, something bad happens, mm -hmm. right? Or something happens to shake me up yeah. and then it, 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 it pushes me, it right. like propels me to get my act together and get the ball going and get things moving. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, every time that happens, I'm a big, um, I'm, a, I'm a person that's afraid of failure, right? Mm -hmm. And not in a negative way, in a positive way, because I use failure to push me, right? And so I feel like every time I felt like I was going through a rainstorm or every time I felt like I was drowning, that's been my motivation to push myself and to do well, right? Mm -hmm. And my all of my greatest accomplishments have come after a rainstorm. I've always been afraid of disappointing others, disappointing mm -hmm. my family, disappointing myself, not accomplishing the goals that I set for myself. So the fact that I was vocal about going to Edmonton, coming back in three years, getting into policing, paying off my student loans, traveling, buying a house, mm -hmm. I needed to accomplish those things, right? right? If I say I'm going to do something, I am going to do it, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And if you tell me that I can't do it, I'm going to accomplish it to show others, but it's also for myself, mm -hmm. right? It's also to prove something to myself that I really can do anything that I set my mind to. When I was in Edmonton, I did not make, I, I don't know if this is a tip and I don't know if I would suggest it to anybody else, but I didn't necessarily make any strong bonds or connections until I knew that I was leaving because I was afraid that making those connections would be another reason of, you know, why I stayed, right? Um, like I said, I think traveling was my saving grace as well because it allowed me to reconnect with my friends. It allowed me to take a break. I had a great support system. Um, my I vented to my friends when I needed to. I visited home a lot when I needed to, when I kind of needed a break and needed to reset myself. Um, I took care of myself mentally. I worked out. Fitness is a huge part of my life. And that is kind of how I, I just decompress. And, you know, I go to the gym, I sweat it out and it's like, okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. um, I pray, I go to church, I journal, mm -hmm. I go to the spa. And those are the things that I do to take care of myself mm -hmm. so that 
I can continue to accomplish the things that I need. I think like all of us, self-doubt, can I do this? Is this for me? Am I capable? And then I started to like feel like, can I see myself in this role? Right? And so I cried. I, I remember crying for like 24 hours, crying, crying, crying. And then the next day I went to the gym and I got a personal trainer and I started connecting with other police officers and I started getting mentorship from other people that were already in the profession that could guide me and stir me in the right direction. And then I started to realize that you know, their story is similar to mine, right? Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes you don't get in on your first try, right? And so, but you have to keep going. If this is really what you want, you have to keep going. You have to buff up your resume. You've got to take the steps to make sure that you're a competitive candidate, right? But it was very difficult because you're battling that inner voice telling you, can you do this, right? But you've got to be stronger than that voice. Looking to consolidate your debt? in the market to purchase your first home, interested in acquiring an investment property, look no further. More Freedom is here to serve you. We aim to furnish our clients with the power and the confidence over their finances and a sense of accomplishment of taking the first step to get there. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Want More Freedom. And you can always connect with us via our website at morefreedom.ca. It was challenging, but I think that during that time is when I built the most resiliency. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes people are afraid to be alone. People are afraid to take risk. People are afraid to leave what they know, leave their comfort zone, um, their family and friends, because you're also afraid of the unknown. You don't know what you're walking to. You don't know what to expect, right? For the first time, you know, I lived on my own for the first time, right? I came home to myself, right? Um, I had to, I had to learn how to be independent. I had to learn how to take care of myself for the first time, really. Um, because prior to that, I was living at home with my parents, right? And so I had to be strong for myself. The days where I had really, really bad days, I had to learn how to cope, right? I had to learn how to uh, build conflict resolution skills. I had to learn how to communicate. And so I think that time away by myself is when I experienced the most growth, Right. And it's when I really came into myself and became self-aware of the person that I was, the things that I wanted, the things that I wanted to change, uh, the things that I wanted to improve and just really reflect on what I was leaving back home. Right. And really reflect on why, because prior to moving to Edmonton, I was unhappy. Right. I wasn't fulfilled. I felt that I wasn't where I needed to be at that time, probably way too hard on myself because we are our biggest critics. And I could definitely admit that I am super hard on myself. I am the first person to criticize myself before I congratulate myself, right? And so I think that, you know, although it was very difficult to be out there, it, it was needed, right? right. It, it was needed and I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't, you know, make that sacrifice and step out of my comfort zone and, and go into the unknown and trust the process and trust that 
I am going to get to my destination and everything's going to align eventually. Right. Mm -hmm. In its own way, in its own time. Right. And I think it's trusting the process also means that my process is different than your process. Right. And so where I am at right now is for me. Right. And I think that's also what I learned because I've always been a person that, you know, by 23, I want this. By 26, I need to, you know, be married. And 28, my first kid. And, you know, 30, my house. And and th- I, this is how I was. Like, mm-hmm. I had this plan and I needed to execute it by this amount of time. And I got a reality check. That mm-hmm. is not life. Mm-hmm. That is not how things work, right? Things are going to be thrown at you. And you have to learn how to maneuver around them, jump over them and readjust. Right. Right. And so did I ever expect that I would ever pick up myself and move to Edmonton and live on my own for three and a half years and hustle down there the way I did? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Right. But I appreciate the journey. And although it was lonely at times and it was stressful at times, I am a stronger person. I am more resilient. I'm a better person. I'm more independent. I'm more aware of who I am and what I want. And so I appreciate it. I'm grateful for for everything that it's taught me and given me. I think that because I, I wanted what I wanted so badly, that trumped what everybody else was saying. I think that people people sit back sometimes and they wonder, like, you know, why me? Why, or why not me? Right. Why can't I get that job or, you know, why can't I get, you know, uh, this opportunity or, you know, why do I feel stagnant? Because you're afraid. Right. Because you're afraid to step outside of yourself. You're afraid to step outside of your comfort zone. Right. And so to go back as well at that time, like I said, I think I'd mentioned that, you know, my greatest accomplishments have come after, you know, a rainstorm. And at the time, um, I was exiting a really, really bad relationship. My family dynamic was not good. And so there was nothing keeping me in Toronto. There was nothing keeping me here, right? So I think that maybe if things were going well in my life or maybe if I was happy, it would have been more difficult to leave, but there was nothing keeping me here. So it was actually really, really easy for me to say, okay, see ya, I'm gone, I'm out. I need a change. I need to start over. Um, But I've never really let what other people say hold me back mm-hmm. right and like i said it almost made me want to even prove them wrong even more right to silence their doubt mm-hmm. and to show them like yeah you can do this you can step outside of your comfort zone try something new and come back to your goal that's really when i fell in love with traveling mm-hmm. because that was my getaway time that was the time that i could reconnect with my girls um, i could have fun and forget about work forget about my goals and just enjoy myself, right? And just reconnect and just explore the world, um, meet new people and just really decompress, right? From everything. And so a big part of, you know, my life right now is traveling and it's because I had that time by myself and that was the only Thing that I really had because I didn't make those connections because I was putting up this protective barrier around myself because I felt like if I made these connections, well, maybe I, I, I won't want to leave because now there's something keeping me here, right? So it was a defense mechanism to basically make sure that I stayed on task and I accomplished my goals. So I'm a frontline officer. So if you call 911, I would, I would show up and assist in whatever 
way um, needed. Um, so I go to calls for service. Mm -hmm. um, and so my role as a police officer um, is oftentimes I feel like I'm wearing so many hats, right? I feel like I'm a social worker, I'm a support system, I'm a, I'm a guidance counselor for people. Because ultimately when people call us, they're, they need help, right? Mm -hmm. They need some kind of support. And I think that what I do is, is very, very re rewarding. Mm -hmm. And that I am, I take pride in wearing my uniform and I, I take pride in my job because I know that what the work that I do is important and that the community, you know, relies on me, right? And even so much more the Black community, right? I know that I'm a representation of my community and that for me is very, very important, right? And so, like I had said before, it's something that I've worked so hard for and so, I mean, every day that I put on my uniform, I feel blessed. I feel blessed to know that I'm going out and that I really do feel that I am making a difference in people's lives. And I, I hold my position as, as something that I'm very privileged to be in. And oftentimes that's what it is, right? Um, and you, you cannot take it personal, right? You have to understand that when people see you, like they don't, sometimes they don't see the uniform sometimes, or they see the uniform, but like you're the first person that shows up and they think, or they want you to solve their problems. Right. And so nothing that you encounter, um, should you take it personal because it's definitely not personal. And so at the end of the day, I have to leave everything or I have to not wear everything on my shoulder. Right. I have to be able to deal with these things every day and still be able to cope and still be able to go home and know that work is work and not take it personal. What up, everybody? This is Jabrell Jallo, a.k.a. Fresh. Check me out at JBR Jallo on the Percy, at Get Fresh Company on the business. Shop online now at gfctoronto.com. I definitely have a great team of people that I work with. My colleagues are amazing. We definitely lean on each other for support. Um, within the profession, there are, are different um, services that I tap into. I do have a therapist. I do go to therapy. And I know that it's it has this, there's this negative um, stigma with therapy. Um, and that's even something that I've had to get over, right? Mm -hmm. Because as a police officer, you know, everybody expects you to be strong and to be tough and that because of the role that you play, you don't need support or you don't need help. Right. So I'm helping all these people. But then what about me? Right. In order to help these people, I have to be able to take care of myself. So I tap into the, to those services and I've had to break those stigmas myself to say that you're not weak if you go to therapy. You're not weak if you cry. You're not weak if you feel something yeah. because the things that we encounter every day, if you're not affected by them, I'm not sure if you're really human, <laughs> right? Because it's a lot, right? You're really carrying other people's burdens every single day, right? And so it's okay to ask for help, right? And I think that's that's a stigma that um, you know, we're trying to break because some of the things that I go through, I don't necessarily want to share those things with friends and family, right? Because it's traumatic. And I understand that these aren't normal things that people see, encounter, or deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, right? So you also have to be conscious and aware that you don't want to, you know, project your pain or project the things that you go through and see onto other people and then cause them trauma, mm -hmm. right? So 
that's what therapy is about. It's about talking to somebody that's neutral, talking to somebody that is just there to listen. And oftentimes that's what my job is as a police officer. It really is just to listen. Sometimes people just want somebody to listen to them, somebody to understand what they're going through and somebody to give them some advice and some guidance. That's all that it is. A major part of my job is communication. Okay. And also to understand why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, mm -hmm. right? And to actually deal with how I'm feeling. I think oftentimes when people go through trauma or, or, or turmoil, they kind of just sit there with their feelings, right? It's kind of like, it's kind of like if you cut yourself, right? And you don't take care of that wound, it's going to get infected, mm -hmm. right? And so you have to, you know, put polysporin on it. You have to put a Band-Aid on it. You have to change your gauze, right? And so that's what therapy is. It's just so much different. Mm -hmm. I feel like what I'm literally sitting now talking to a sister or or a best friend. Mm -hmm. She she understands me because mm -hmm. she can relate to me, right? right? We share some of the same experiences and understanding, mm -hmm. right? And so... I don't want to sit down and talk to somebody that doesn't look like me, right? Right? Because they're I don't I don't believe that they're going to understand my right. journey and where I'm coming from and why I feel the way I feel. And there's also too, um, there's a certain comfort level as well, talking to somebody mm -hmm. that looks like you. So I started Nude Swim approximately six months ago. Again, I'd mentioned to you that um, every time that I've accomplished something really great, it's been because of something horrible that's happened or something that I've struggled with. So I started it six months ago when I basically experienced depression, I would say for the first time. Um, I was going through um, a lot of issues with my family. I was exiting a relationship that was toxic and I was dealing with a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. And I really didn't feel like myself. I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping. I had lost 20 pounds. And I just was not coping with my personal issues. And I was also struggling with the fact that, you know, being a police officer, I've, I've always been able to cope in my personal life, in, sorry, in my professional life. And then here I am not being able to cope in my personal life. And so at the time, I really didn't feel, I did not feel beautiful. I did not feel confident. I did not even recognize myself. Mm -hmm. And so I had just come from Greece. And I remember looking back at my pictures and I remember saying to myself, wow, I really felt great when I was in Greece. I really loved myself. And now, a couple of weeks later, I don't even know who I am. And so I just woke up one day and I was having dinner with my friend and I said, I'm going to start a swimwear line. I'm going to start something that makes women feel beautiful, that make women feel confident, bold, vibrant, sexy, fierce. And so that's why my content is the way it is, because that's the message that I'm trying to send, mm -hmm. that whatever you're going through or however you view yourself, you are beautiful, right? And you need to own that and you need to recognize that and not lose sight of that. It was just about taking everything that I was feeling and turning it into something positive. It was about using all that emotion and pouring it back into myself, right? And so I started something for me and then it evolved into being something that I wanted for some for other people, right? To say that if I can do this at my lowest point, imagine what I could accomplish at my highest point, right? And it's just about taking whatever you're going through and learning from it and using it to propel you forward, to push you forward. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the experience was for me. I am my strongest self now because of what I went through. So I don't regret it. I don't um, 
say like, woe is me or why this, why did this happen to me anymore? No, it, it needed to happen for me to be where I am today. It was important because um, I know that like I'm, I'm very fit. And so I want women, I want women to look at nude swim and see themselves in it. Right. And so you don't need to look like me. You don't need to have abs. You don't need to be fit to wear nude swim. Right. I want it to be a reflection of all women. Right. Because all women, I think, are beautiful in their own way. And so that's the message that I'm trying to send is that whether you're a size two or a size six or a size eight, whether you're a straight figure, whether you have curves, whether you have small boobs, big boobs, big booty, small booty, like you are beautiful and you can look sexy, too. So that's that's why. Right. I want my friends to be able to wear it. I want to celebrate all women in all their shapes and their beauty and their different forms. It's weird for me because, again, it's outside of my comfort zone. I'm very much a person. I'm not a risk taker, even though I'm a police officer. I'm actually not a risk taker. I like structure. I like plan. So I like to know that uh, I'm working 40 hours a week and this paycheck's coming in and I could pay my mortgage and pay my car payment. Um, I like to know what's going to happen. And I so, I so I feel being an entrepreneur, you don't have a lot of control over a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I like control. I like to know what's going to happen and kind of see the future. And right. with entre entrepreneurship, you can't do that because you don't know if people are going to like your products. You don't know if you're going to make sales. You don't know if something's going to go wrong with production. Uh, you don't know, you know, if what obstacles you're going to face. Mm -hmm. Right. And so during this process, it's been challenging dealing with that because I also don't like when things go wrong. And right. so when things go wrong, it's like, OK, Toya, you got to adjust and you got to deal with it and, and find another way. And so that's the thing. And I think that's what I'm enjoying. It's the fact that it's evolving mm -hmm. and I don't know what it's going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Where I like to know what things are going to be. Right? right. Like I said, like, I like to know that I had all these plans for my life. Right. So I like to know what's going to happen. And now I'm on this journey um, doing this project where I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm literally just taking it day by day and, you know, going back to being out of control. There's also other people that you rely on to make your project work. Right. Although I am the owner and designer of Nude Swim. There's other people involved in the process. There's other people that I, it takes a village. It's not right. just me. And so that's something that I also have to struggle with is depending on other people to make this work. I just, I just, I just suggest what's, mm -hmm. what's, what's option B. Okay. So there's, cause I can't do anything about it. Right? right. I can't worry about things that I cannot control. And I think that's a big lesson that I've learned in this journey. Uh, because like I said, I'm super, super hard on myself all the time. And so it's allowed me to really give myself some grace and to say, it's okay. If things don't work out, readjust. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. So what? Just find another way, make it work. Right. It's going to work out in the end. Right. It always does. It always mm -hmm. will. You can find uh, you can find me at my personal Instagram page is Toya.Alicia. My uh, nude swim page is nude.swim, N-U-D-E dot swim. Our website is www.nude-swim.com. And you can find all the information on those pages. You've been listening to the Make Your Mark podcast. You can visit our website and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at makeyourmark.ca. And please subscribe, rate, and review.